A confession this evening, and I made a mistake, it's Belgian Confession, Article 20. Yeah, sorry about that, chill. So, I'm going to read it to you. How are you? You're quick ass. The justice and mercy of God in Christ. That's Article 20. We believe that God, who is perfectly merciful... And also very just, sent his son to assume the nature in which the disobedience had been committed, in order to bear in the punishment of sin by his most bitter passion and death. So God made known his justice towards his son, who was charged with our sin. And he poured out his goodness and mercy on us, while guilty and worthy of damnation, giving to us his son to die by a most perfect love, and raising him to life for our justification, in order that by him we might have immortality and eternal So we're going to read from the book of Zechariah, chapter 3. That's two books back from Matthew, if that's correct. If you're looking for it. (coughs) In this Bible, the title is A Vision of Joshua the High Priest. And this is in the middle of several visions that are given to Zechariah from the angel. Then he showed me Joshua the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan, standing at his right hand to accuse him. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord, who has chosen Jerusalem, rebuke you. Is not this a brand plucked from the fire? Now Joshua was standing before the angel, clothed with filthy garments. And the angel said to those who were standing before him, Remove the filthy garments from him. And to him he said, Behold, I have taken away, sorry, I have taken your iniquity away from you, and I will clothe you with pure vestments. And I said, Let them put a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean turban on his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord was standing by. And the angel of the Lord solemnly assured Joshua, Thus says the Lord of hosts, If you will walk in my ways and keep my charge, then... You shall rule my house and have charge of my courts, and I will give you the right of access among those who are standing here. Hear now, O Joshua the high priest, you and your friends who sit before you, for they are men who are assigned. Behold, I will bring my servant the branch, for behold, On the stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, 
I will engrave its inscription, declares the Lord of hosts. And I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. In that day, declares the Lord of hosts, every one of you will invite his neighbour to come under his vine and under his fig tree. Just for interest's sake, our Lord Jesus Christ called himself the vine in John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. A text verse, verse 3, Zechariah 3. Now Joshua was standing before the angel clothed with filthy garments. Beloved in our Lord Jesus Christ, Lord's Day 20 of the Belgian Confession is about the Lord's justice and mercy. The last part of Article 20, we read, So God made known His justice toward His Son, who was charged with our sin. And He poured out His goodness and mercy on us, who are guilty and worthy of damnation, giving us his son to die by a perfect love and raising him to life for our justification so that by him we might have immortality and eternal life. Justice and mercy. These are the two topics that Article 20 deals with. The first sentence of this article, God is described as perfectly merciful. We accept such a description quite readily. For it's certainly merciful that God sent His Son to bring sinners from Satan's side back to His side. But sometimes we don't accept that God is perfectly just. It does not strike us as justice that God sent His Son to pay for my sins. Sometimes we wonder, wouldn't He'd rather have been a justice on God's part to say to a fallen man, it's your fault they have suffered the consequences. This is how we should show mercy to some people. Because we as humans see justice. That if you are guilty, you deserve the, judge, the, the death sentence. And we demand justice. But what if you are guilty? And what about God? Some circles nowadays, many objections raised to a God who judges justly, punishes disobedience. And the parts in the word of God that where God is portrayed as a righteous judge, and gets terribly angry about sin, are avoided, not preached about, ignored. They will rather be concentrated on the love of Jesus in exclusion of God's righteousness, God's holiness. This evening we see how everything comes together, righteousness and mercy. This is our God. God who demonstrated both his mercy and his justice in that he sent his son for the benefit of the lost. And to use the word of Kiddo the Brer, God made known his justice towards his son who was charged with our sin. My sin. What I deserved. 
Because of Adam and Eve, they're in paradise. God poured out on his sin. And it beautifully demonstrates it in the history of the high priest Joshua. That's the second image of a high priest. This morning we had the image of the high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ, the perfect high priest. This evening, the human high priest, Joshua. But we see how God portrays his justice and mercy to Joshua. The prophet Zechariah was prophesying during the time after the Jews returned from exile. When they had started to rebuild the temple, after it was destroyed, we read about them in Haggai as well, and Joshua, the high priest. So Zechariah's ministry began between the prophet Haggai's second and third messages to rebuild the temple. And so the book of Zechariah was written to comfort, to encourage Israel to repent of their evil ways, to return to the Lord, but also to rebuild the temple. And when they said they couldn't, the Lord said in Haggai 2, everything belongs to me, all gold, all silver, and this place will be even more beautiful and glorious than the one before. People who returned from exile were broken people. They felt that their efforts were insignificant. Their future was uncertain. They were poor and the task to rebuild the temple was enormous. But Zechariah encouraged. And his message focused on the future and proclaimed that God would send the Messiah to establish his kingdom through the destruction of the Gentile empires and the salvation of his people Israel and that they should be the light to the nations as God intended them to be. That's also the message of the book Amos. In our Bible reading we read that Zechariah had a vision of Joshua the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. And Joshua was the high priest of those exiles who returned from Babylon to Jerusalem. And so the prophet Haggai in chapter 1 informs us that in the second year of King Darius, in the six months on the first day <coughs> of the month, <coughs> the word of the Lord came by Haggai and the prophet Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest. This scene we see Zechariah prophesying about Joshua, the high priest standing before the God in heaven. And it looks like a courtroom scene. And as the high priest, <coughs> Joshua stands before the supreme justice. Interesting that a accuser in a courtroom always stands to the right of the one he brings accusation against. And Satan standing at his right hand. He's the accuser. What was Joshua charged that Satan accused him of? Satan said, you need to be clean as a high priest. Before you can come before the Lord to bring atonement for the people's sins. You can under no circumstance 
come with defiled or unclean clothes and stand before the presence of the Lord. That's the devil. He knows the Bible. Leviticus 21, verse 10 to 12, the priest who has chief among his brothers on whose head the anointing oil is poured, who has been consecrated to wear the garment, shall not let a hair of his head hang loose, nor tear his clothes. He shall not go into any dead bodies, nor make himself unclean, even for his father or his mother. He shall not go out of the sanctuary, lest he profanes the sanctuary of his God. For the consecration of the anointing will of God is on him. I am the Lord. And so now Satan brought a charge against Joshua the high priest. Verse 3. Joshua was standing before the angel clothed with filthy garments. There's no doubt. Joshua's guilty. He's accused by Satan not because of his offenses, but in his official capacity as high priest and for sins which were connected to his office. <coughs> Those sins involved the whole nation because he was the representative of God's people as high priest. Not fit. It's also an image of Israel, but an image of you and me. We stand before the Lord in filthy garments, accused by Satan, and we are guilty. They have sinned and unworthy to come into God's presence. They are caught red-handed, and their sins make them unfit to appear before the presence of the Lord. With us human beings, there's already a sense of duty. We easily condemn and judge. How much more is true of God when his commands are despised? Galatians 3 verse 10, For all who rely on works of the law under a curse, for it is written, Cursed by everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of law and, not, and do them. Joshua and the people, you and I, are guilty. Deserve death. And if they are found guilty, they will be sentenced to death, to body and soul, eternally in hell. And so will everyone if they reject the Lord. If we reject him, we are his enemies, according to Romans 5, verse 10. Brings us to the question. Are you right with God? Maybe you are feeling as well that you can't stand before the Lord because of your sins. Your sins are too many. Your sins make you unfit. The Lord knows everything. He knows about your uncontrolled anger. He knows what you're talking about with your mates, the foul language you sometimes use. He knows your church attendance is not up to scratch. He knows about your marriage that lost this fragrance of spring. He knows your excuses that you are too tired and too busy. He knows your prayer life has become too empty. And one day we will all stand before the heavenly throne. All masks will fall away. The books will be opened. Do you fear that day? Satan wants us to fear that day. And our conscience accuses us constantly. Satan sometimes makes a nest in our hearts and tries to convince us that we are lost, that we do not deserve any mercy. In the vision of our Holy Father, 
gave to Zechariah about mankind and his church. This is us, beloved congregation. The Lord sees our sin, our dirty garments, that we are unclean to come into his presence. Isaiah 64, verse 6, We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We are all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. God's justice. But then a miracle happened. We read about this in our Bible reading. And the Lord said to Satan, The Lord rebuke you, O Satan. The Lord has chosen Jerusalem, and he rebuke you. Is this not a branch plucked from the fire? A brand plucked from the fire. Satan's accusations are in vain. He has no right to interfere in God's purposes. For it's God himself who has chosen his people out of grace. Joshua stands there as the representative of them. Is this not a brand plucked from the fire? Israel have already suffered under the fires of God's judgment, judgment exile. They have been burned badly, but the Lord plucked them from that fire, brought them back. And God himself shows his great mercy. He chose to save his people despite of their sins. Same God of mercy that showed mercy to Adam and Eve. I will provide my son. Satan greatly misrepresented God's mercy and forgiveness to those who believe in him. Then the Lord gave the prophet the most beautiful answer in this vision. And the Lord said to those who were standing before him, Remove the filthy garments from them. And to him he said, Behold, I've taken your iniquity away from you. I will clothe you with pure vestments. The Lord himself will replace the dirty garments of Joshua. And he promised that he will bring his servant the branch. Jesus Christ. For behold, on a stone that I've set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, I will engrave its inscription, declare the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of this land in a single day. We know what has happened, what has meant. This vision was fulfilled in our Lord Jesus Christ. Our sin was removed by the high priest, our Lord Jesus Christ, who went through the heavens, Hebrews 4, who died for our sins on the cross. This is God's mercy. God's mercy that came down through His Son, who shed His blood, who gave His life, God who provided a sacrifice, Jesus Christ, who put us back into his service for Jesus Christ, who took my sin upon himself, and Christ satisfied God's justice on the penalty of sin, temporarily and eternally. The ultimate high priest who went through the heavens. His blood has justified us. He saved us from God's wrath. And so God's response was a response of love while we were still sinners. Romans 5 verse 8. John 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son 
that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Therefore you have peace. And with this peace is meant reconciliation between God and us. Everything changes when Jesus becomes your Savior. Your perspective about life, about forgiveness, about righteousness, your expectations, your knowledge that the Lord will provide when you suffer. He provided His Son. Even our daily living like an Abraham, we can believe when He was about to sacrifice His son Isaac, that the Lord provided a sacrifice. The Lord provided the ultimate sacrifice. That's faith. This is what God has done in Jesus. This is what God's reconciliation and peace in Jesus mean for the believer. I'm saved. And we have no access to God because we have a high priest in heaven. My filthy garments are removed and washed in Jesus' blood so that I can appear before the Lord in a clear conscience. Also this means this is a vision. This is the vision of verse 9. For behold, on a stone that I have set before Joshua, on a single stone with seven eyes, that we have received the Holy Spirit. The seven eyes are a symbol of the Holy Spirit according to Revelation 5 verse 6. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out onto all the earth. The seven eyes, like the seven lambs, Zechariah 4, the golden lamb stand, Represent the Holy Spirit in His grace. Zechariah 4 will talk about two witnesses. That's the Word and Spirit. They are described as the eyes of Jesus, the Holy Spirit. The wisdom who was, who was in heaven and yet by His Spirit is everywhere according to Matthew 28 verse 20. And His eyes are on all events, great and small, greater significance for us means Jesus is my high priest. Ascended to heaven. We celebrated this on Thursday. I preach about this in AM service as well. It means that through His Spirit He makes us share in His righteousness and He assures us that by His power and through the Spirit He pleads our case in heaven. He's praying for us. The presence of His Father also means that He sent His Spirit to us, to 2 Corinthians 5, as a guarantee to seek not earthly things, but the things above where Christ is. And He's sitting at God's right hand. And when your conscience accuses you, and Satan wants to convince you that you are not worthy of saving, that you have lost your faith, then we hear the victory song of Romans 8, Therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. And also 1 John 3 verse 20. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and He knows everything. 
But it also means that when we will appear before him one day. Like Joshua, the high priest appeared before him. We will appear before Christ, the judge who paid with his own blood for our sins. It means that you don't have to fear judgment. Based on what Jesus did for us. Who paid for our sins with his own life. Paid God's justice. And then you will hear about your sins and accusations, but you will also hear the verdict. And we can know that already. Not guilty. Not guilty. Because of my high priest in heaven. So let us pray through church of our Lord Jesus Christ that he will come quickly. We have nothing to fear. Pray that he will return to us as he ascended to heaven. And consider his word that none of us will be left behind, says the word of the Lord. And proclaim the gospel. Listen to his grace. Come to him as the true rest if you are in the desert of despair and unworthiness. Because we are worthy. But also do not fear. Do not fear persecution and hatred of Satan against the church. Even when Satan's attack in the church will become more violent. Because that will be the sign of the times before our Lord Jesus return. That's the victory. Fulfillment of the vision in Zechariah 3. Jesus wants us to look at the victory. What should we do? Hold on to his words. The double-edged sword. Worship God as he commands. Raise from our evil deeds every day and live in the salvation of Christ. Are you right with God? Yes, we are. How are we right with God? Only by faith in Jesus Christ. And so the out of a catechism, Lord's Day 23 answers, even though my conscience accuses me of having grievously sinned against all God's commandments, of ne never having kept any of them, like that sin on the cross, and even though I'm still inclined toward all evil, Nevertheless, without my deserving it at all, out of sheer grace, God grants and credits to me the perfect satisfaction, righteousness, and holiness of Christ, as if I have never sinned or been a sinner, as if I had been perfectly obedient as Christ was obedient for me. What should we do? All I need to do is accept this gift of God, with a believing heart. If you're not right with God, come to Jesus. Only in Him you can be completely free, completely acquitted. No sin is too great. The Lord washed their sins completely away for His blood. God's justice and mercy, it complements one another in Christ. For the wrath we deserve it was poured out on Jesus so that I am innocent. This is mercy. That I, who was guilty and worthy of damnation, should receive goodness and forgiveness. 
that Christ was sent to the cross to bear the wrath of God against my sin. And the result is that my sins are paid for. God is angry with me no longer. Christ stood in my place. Bore the wrath of God for us so that we can be free. This is mercy. Mercy above all. Mercy. It's God's grace in Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your grace and your mercy that you've bestowed upon us. That you gave your Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sin. And even though my conscience accuses me, I can know I am completely forgiven, completely washed in Jesus' blood so that I don't want to continue on the path of sin anymore. Repent daily. I am sanctified in Jesus' blood. Father, we pray for your congregation, your people, that we will be light bearers and proclaim the gospel of grace and mercy. That we will proclaim the good news that Jesus is the answer, the way, the truth, the righteousness that you have provided. Bless us then, in Jesus' name. Amen.